Well, sometimes when a president wants to clear things up, the clouds roll in. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, uh, President Biden came out this week uh, to do a late news conference to the surprise of the media who had expected that at any moment uh, the president would put a lid on any contacts or activities that he was going to have with the press. Uh, he came out and standing in front of a portrait of George Washington between the customary flags, um, he made a statement regarding the release of the report from the special counsel regarding his handling of documents uh, related to Afghanistan and other classified and secret documents uh, during his time as vice president. Uh, Stephen Green, it was an interesting news conference uh, that uh, showed some flashes of uh, victory and flashes of anger. Uh, the the president uh, falsely claimed at one point, and I want to get the uh, the quote correct here because I don't want to misquote him. He says, the fact is that the special counsel's report, he said, the fact is they made a firm conclusion. I did not break the law, period. Um, now, Stephen Green, in your episode this week of Right Angle, we talked about some of the details of that report. Um, that is not the conclusion of the special counsel's report. And in fact, they, the special counsel merely said, we don't have enough evidence and there are mitigating factors that prevent us from being able to prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that the president willfully intended to break the law in the handling of these documents. Steve, if you're the press secretary to the president or the communications director in the White House, do you send the president out to give a, a, a statement that he first reads off of a teleprompter and then fields questions from reporters? Or do you take the victory of the special counsel's apparent exoneration and quietly go away? Uh, the latter, because the press conference was just just a disaster. I mean, Biden showed some some flashes, the old guy who was, you know, overly combative, but 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 sharp. And the rest of the time he did not. I think my uh, my favorite moment was at the end of his uh, prepared remarks when he pounded the lectern and said, my memory is just fine, Herbert Hoover. And um, then, he, then he started <laughs> no, to take no, questions no. from the press. Um, and, and God bless uh, uh, Fox News, Peter Ducey. He's, he's, he's in a league on his he, own, man. He, he really is. He, he asked a, a tough question um, that I can't I, – I originally had it in my notes, but then when you took this segment, I deleted my notes like an idiot. I, I should have kept them here. <laughs> um, and then he asked a, a, a follow-up where he just asked point blank, you know, are, are you still fit to – to be president. And uh, I think that's when Biden said, uh, oh, yeah, well, the jerk store called and they're out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have a Seinfeld reference in a presidential news conference. Um, yeah, there, there, there were so many bad moments in this press conference. Um, he, uh, he referred to the, uh, the, the <laughs> he, he, well, he called uh, Al-Assisi, the, the, the president of Egypt, the president of Mexico. At one point, uh, not I even the right hemisphere. Yeah, well, both <laughs> countries have pyramids, Scott. I, I think that's a point in Biden's. <laughs> well, that's favor. fair. Yeah, um, which this uh, and maybe that's uh, okay. Yeah, okay, what whatever. He mixed up Mexico and 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 Egypt, although and they both speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Bill, Bill, in our hearts. Isn't each right. one of us a little bit the president of Mexico? Oh, man. 
<laughs> but the whole Mexico Egypt thing that comes right on the heels yeah. of him saying he met uh, uh, the deceased Helmut Kohl, the president of uh, France, which was right after he said he recently had a meeting with uh, uh, President Mitterrand of France, and Mitterrand died in '96. Um, and and these are these are just snowballing things. And, and Bill talked about this that the senility tends to happen slowly until it happens quickly and. Hmm. Last night, the, that Thursday night press conference, it was, it, it was just not good. We got more and more evidence of the things that were in the council's report that his memory just just isn't there anymore. And we are seeing what I saw in my uh, in my great grandmother, who had senile dementia, which is actually worse than Alzheimer's. Um, Alzheimer's yes, destroys your brain so thoroughly that it eventually kills you. Senile dementia destroys your personality and then it just Absolutely, lets you keep yes. on living and my great-grandmother's personality was probably gone by the time she was in her mid-80s but she lived to be into her, her mid-90s and at one point this this gracious woman just a uh, just an old school lady right um at the at the uh, uh assisted living center where she lived didn't like the program the other woman was watching on the TV and this other woman was in a wheelchair. So Nana got up, physically she was in great shape, got up, wheeled this woman into a closet, shut the door, came back and changed channels on the TV. Um, and these these kind of outbursts became more and more frequent as as the the, the longer she was she was senile. And Biden, man, he's got these flashes of anger that just make me think of my Nana when she was in her very worst days. One of those flashes of anger came up when he said um, he the president drew attention to the fact that the special counsel noted that he did not recall during interviews with the special counsel the when his son had died, when Bo Biden had died. And um, he he basically said, and I'm loosely paraphrasing, or I'm tightly paraphrasing, um, how the hell you dare to bring that up? How the hell do you dare to bring that up? Um, however, the special counsel also said, as Steve pointed out, he didn't recall when he started office as vice president. He didn't recall when he finished office as vice president. And that's not a matter of, of the loss of a son. And so instead, he, he, took, he turned that discussion, instead of it being about his faculties of memory, and he turned it to, to refer to a rosary uh, wristband that he wears in memory of his son, the fact that they get together every Memorial Day to remember his son. He teared up genuinely, I'm sure. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the man loved his son and got choked up and couldn't even finish a sentence at one point. Um, and so, you know, that is his attempt to be, uh, to, to garner sympathy. So I understand why the special counsel would think he could pull that off in front of a jury. He pulled it off in front of the entire press corps. Uh, at one point, Bill, the uh, a reporter asked him about concerns among the public about his advanced age, that multiple yeah. polls and surveys have shown this. And the president shouted over her and said, that is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. He didn't say public. So he- That's exactly right. Even in that moment, he couldn't keep sharp. Now, you know, people who make lots of public remarks, as you know, as as we all know, can make mistakes and frequently make mistakes over the course of time. But when you go out in front of the press corps, 
in 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 light of allegations that you're kind of losing your grip a little bit, the last thing in the world you do is make unguarded remarks about things and and then botch it. Like he hurt himself. I guess I should ask you. You agree he hurt himself more by appearing than not appearing. Um, and and I want to deal with one specific way he did this. When they asked him uh, what he would have done differently, he said. What I would have done is oversee the transfer of the material that was in my office, in my offices, he said both. I should have done that. I didn't have the responsibility. That was my staff that was supposed to do this. Multiple times, Bill, the leader of the free world threw his staff under the bus, both in comments to the special counsel in the report, as well as in comments to the media. What does that say about President Biden's leadership abilities that basically the only blame he was willing to assume is that he didn't micromanage his incompetent staff. You know, there's, as we've talked about so many times, I'm just so completely hooked on these police body cam videos, and, and almost all of them are about drunk driving arrests. And and again and again and again and again and again, you, you get the sense that um, – when somebody's really, really drunk, it's not like they become somebody else. They reveal the person that they are underneath. That this, this, this is actually who they really are. This, this, this hostility or this resentment or this meanness or this just plain aggression or whatever. Uh, I've never found Joe Biden to be a sympathetic guy. I've always found him to be an angry, combative guy who's always had a, a very thin skin. And when. When they say he's a sympathetic old man with a memory loss, I'll, 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 I'll take two out of three. Um, he's the dementia that he, that we talked about is going to be the the part that's going to be actually really horrifying. People can can sometimes say, "Oh, well, he didn't remember. I don't remember the name of the guy who played, you know, uh, uh, Cliff Clavin on Cheers." And you know, but but when the dementia comes out and that just that meanness comes out. That is revolting, and and we're going to be seeing an awful lot more of that. Uh, Scott, the guy um, has he, he. You want to say he's got a lot of nerve to say, "How dare you bring up my dead son that I bring up on every single opportunity to yeah, uh, yeah. to to garner some some uh, some sympathy points?" But you know, we've watched this, and 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 it was tragic and it was funny, and it was. D- disgraceful and odd and sad, and I, I'm, I, I thought we were going to leave it at sad. You know, I thought that's where this thing was going to end. Like it's just sad. It's elder yeah. abuse. That's that was I, that's where I thought that the Biden senility thing would end. But I find myself now, I'm not even angry. I'm scared. I'm I'm a little scared. Um, this. Somebody is the president of the United States, and it's not him. We, all, we, we, I've known this for for quite a long time. Some people are starting to catch on as he continues to decline. But you really do have to start asking yourself some questions now about who is going to manage a crisis, because we know it's not going to be him. And and we did a show not too long ago where the Secretary of the Defense of the United States of America was incapacitated for two or three days and elected not to tell the president. And we thought, rightfully enough, that this is a failure on the part of the Secretary of Defense, but it's probably also the smart play. You know, it's like, why, why do we want to upset the commander-in-chief with something, you know, 
as long as I, I don't even know what to say anymore about this. This whole thing is is such a catastrophe. But from a purely political point of view, I think that this is going to give Donald Trump the the probably his single greatest weapon against Joe Biden. Because what essentially happened here was Joe Biden was interviewed by, you might say, by an impartial psychologist. He wasn't being asked political questions. He was essentially being deposed in a, in a, in a, in a manner of, of speaking. And, and the people who were asking him specific questions about a specific issue were so concerned about his cognitive abilities that they decided that, that they could not find guilt here because in order to be guilty, you have to be sane enough to understand you did something wrong. And no matter how much you want to gild this lily, what they are essentially saying is, we think that Joe Biden probably shouldn't be prosecuted because he's unaware of the of the difference between right and wrong now. He, he's, he's not capable of, of making those kind of decisions. This is what happens when you have a one-party press. And and for all of the criticism that we've been doing from the beginning, since we started at PJTV about the mainstream media, it, it just needs to be said again and again and again, I don't want a conservative-dominated media. If it was a conservative-dominated media instead of a liberal-dominated media, we'd be making these same mistakes too. We would have the same kind of echo chamber attitude that we can get away with anything because we know that the press is going to cover for us. There's not a problem that this country has that is not traceable in the end to the failure of the press to do their job. And not only do they not do their job, they do the job of covering up the news that the American people have not only every right to see, but have an actual obligation to see. This 2024 election is going to be a, a, a goat rodeo of of unpredictability and chaos that we have never seen that I'm aware of in the history of this country. But I can tell you this: I think that uh, I think that uh, that the ghosts of Jimmy Carter and uh, Buchanan are are breathing a little easier uh, these days because I think both of them are going to find themselves one step above the bottom when this uh, when this story is finally told. Carter's still there, alive. There are what? so many things. Is he? Yeah, barely, but yeah. Well, eventually the ghost of Jimmy Carter. Um, there are so many things about this news conference that are um, concerning and disturbing um, that you really, you really need to go back and watch it again because it's not just that the president seems prone to not being able to remember things that he should be able to remember or that you know he places the president of Mexico on the border of the Gaza Strip. Um, so those are obviously concerning issues or that he commits a gaffe by saying the press instead of the public, even though just seconds before he was telling a member of the press something. Um, all of those are concerning. But it, it is also the things where he's apparently lucid that bother me. Uh, for example, the fact that he says that this report came to a firm conclusion that I did not break the law, period. Not the conclusion of the report. <laughs> In fact, it, it basically they said, uh, yeah, he did break the law, but we can't prove that it was willful, intentional in front of a reasonable jury because we can't connect all the dots in the way that we would need to if we went to, to court. He, In fact, at one point at the end, 
of the executive summary, uh, they conclude uh, Mr. Biden's lapses in attention and vigilance demonstrate why former officials should not keep classified materials unsecured at home. Another concern, Biden claimed, and when he was throwing his staff under the bus, he said, I wish I had paid more attention to how the documents were being moved. I thought they were being moved to the archives. I thought all was being moved. That's what I thought. Well, if you read the executive summary of the uh, special counsel's report, he specifically says that Biden disagreed with his staff that some note cards that he had uh, had should be should go to the National Archives. He didn't think they should go, but his staff insisted and they went. He says to the special counsel that the notebooks that he used where he was taking notes during meetings where classified information was being discussed and contained classified material. He said, those are my personal notebooks. They belong to me. Now, you could make that case. I mean, Ronald Reagan kept diaries that included classified information that he kept in his home in California. And the Justice Department at that time basically said those are his personal documents. So Biden could have proactively made the case that those were his personal documents. But instead, he tells the press, I thought they were being moved to the archives, meaning the National Archives. He makes it sound like he was surprised that they showed up in his garage. And he didn't know they were in his garage till they showed up there. Well, if you've seen the picture of his garage, it's not some like, you know, garage that looks like it was organized by the social secretary at the White House. It looks like my garage. It's a mess. Exactly. It's 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 just a pile of stuff. And right between a, a dog bed, which is like a beanbag chair looking thing, and a pile of firewood, there are a couple of beat up looking boxes, one of which is lid is half off that have these documents in it. And, and, and it he, says launch codes on the side. No, it said, no secrets here. Go to next box. That's right. And he did, he did not know that these were there. Well, he actually had those documents in his previous place before in Virginia. They moved them. He had already taken them from the White House. They moved them from there to his home in Delaware, and he's claiming he didn't know. And again, he's claiming that they were his anyway, but then he says, I thought they were taking him to the National Archives. So all of this to say, through a combination of deceit, delirium and possibly dementia or early signs thereof, we have a president who has demonstrated a failure of leadership, who is demonstrating a failure of leadership either because he can't or won't or doesn't want to. And to me, the big tell from the leader of the free world is frankly his willingness to say the professionals I hired who understand how to handle classified documents did the wrong thing, and if I had it to do over again, I would have looked over their shoulder as they were riffling through the documents. That is just a flat-out lie and should be seen as such, and the president should be called upon it. And for those of you who say, well, we're not that concerned. Of course, he's getting older, and yeah, his memory's slipping a little bit, but we're not concerned that he may do something uh, rash because he surrounded himself with competent professional people who have served in previous administrations. May I remind you, those people sent him out in front of the press to answer free-form questions. Case closed. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.